welcome to the tie-ins. I'm Johnny. I'm Cartel. Mike. And we're coming to the end of uh, September. Everybody, remember to tie up your trash bags and make sure all food containers are sealed because Billy Joe will be waking up soon. No. Mm. <laughs> I, was going, I was going for a shitty radio joke. <laughs> I don't know that at all, I guess. Wake me up when September ends. Billy Joe, Green Day. Oh, that is a song, isn't it? Song. And I was making a, I was making a, a hibernating bear comparison. I did not get, no? didn't catch that part. <laughs> it, it was meant to be bad, anyway. So, success. Uh, so I succeeded. Is what yep. is that? What you're going to say? Well, you know, I'm good like that. How you guys doing? Uh, I'm sick. So yeah, yeah. Sick as in how? Woo! Uh, I've got a, you know, fever or, or, and, uh, can't really breathe, trouble breathing. And then, uh, runny eyes and nose. And so you got the COVID. Fever for the Probably got, got the COVID. I got, you got I the got vid? the vid. I got the vid. Sounds probably, like it. Most likely. Yeah. So, you know, just loving that life. Well, that sucks. That's a crappy few days. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to give gutter mouth the vid and it's right here on recording now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be making out with the singer from Guttermouth, and you're gonna give him the vid. You are gonna. You're patient face. zero of the next super spreader. I was probably <laughs> patient zero for Orlando to begin with. <laughs> you're gonna take out the whole punk scene. I mean, is that a problem? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if you're still going to Guttermouth shows, you're probably the part of the problem. <laughs> no, is that too far? <laughs> I mean, there's I some know. there's some I bands don't. from that era that I would still go see. I mean, don't get me wrong, I fucking loved Guttermouth when I was a kid. But if you listen to them now, they're really problematic. I <laughs> they went, can't they, name a they single Guttermouth song. That round of punk rock. What? I can't name a single Guttermouth song, so I don't know. It's one of those bands that I I know everyone else was into, but I never got into it. You know what I mean? And I also always confuse them with Good Riddance, so. Not even close. I know. I, I, I know this. <laughs> I know this. And I even know the drummer from Good Riddance. He's a good friend of mine now. And like, weren't they I hardcore? Still, I, I mean, not under my definition. <laughs> they're, they're California punk rock, but I don't remember Good Riddance. And I was never into Guttermouth. Yeah. I was into both Good Riddance and Guttermouth. And Guttermouth is hard, hard to handle nowadays. Um, but anyway, anybody been playing anything new? Watching anything new? Um, I'm dreaming anything new, breathing anything new. Three season or three episodes into the new season of Welcome to Wrexham, which is I was awesome. going to ask you. I've been watching. Yeah, I'm I'm all caught up on that. Nice. Yeah, I'm caught up as well. Um, I I like it a lot. I was uh, talking to my wife about it. I think she likes it too. But I was the only complaint that I have is that I wish there was more. Um, sort of like footage of the training sessions and stuff like that. Like I want to see more soccer, but I think that's probably just me. Probably most people don't want to see the soccer and they think that's the worst <laughs> part of it. And most people want to see like more of like the town stuff and like how, you know, all the feel good stuff happening. But I w- I'm really interested in the training stuff and I don't get enough of that, but overall still really awesome show. I like it a lot. Yeah. I'm enjoying Word. it as well. It's pretty good. Been watching Ahsoka, the new Star Wars, and I'm, I'm all, all on board on that because my man Thrawn showed up in this last episode, and he's doing his thing in live action. So, how do they you do know, with that? Uh, 
it's it's the guy who did the voice from Rebels. He because Thrawn was a, a bad guy in the Rebels later seasons. And yeah, no, uh, I'm I'm all aboard. I'm all aboard for bringing Thrawn into the new canon. And if this is what I got to do to get the Thrawn movie, let's let's set it up for the Thrawn movie. You know, I felt like those were the only books that were actually good writing. All those the- were the only books that or sorry, those were the books the we're talking the original Timothy Zahn stuff, right? Yes, Timothy Zahn, yeah. Those were the ones that kicked off what the the really like the catalyst to make it a actual profitable expanded universe. Like all uh, the other books it, were just like grabs on the IP. And yes. Just yes. Really I can agree with that. Shoddily put together. Like they read almost like fan fiction. They were just terrible. But the Timothy oh, Zahn books were all like just, actual literature that they're really good. Yeah, I would, I would I totally agree with that and that uh, it was all... But yeah, those books definitely like were the catalyst to uh, make more content in that time frame. Because we're talking about early 90s, like 91, 92, 93, something like that, right? Because it was all before he even was doing the special editions. I remember. It seems a little early to me, but uh, I may have read it a few years after it came out, too. But like... Because cause Thrawn was the bad guy. He was like one of the secret guys in the TIE Fighter game. I feel like it was, for me, it was late 90s. Okay. That's when you read them is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when they actually came out, but but for me, I got into the late 90s. I'm pretty sure they came out before the special edition re-releases in 97. Because like Outbound Flight, I want to say it was like 97, 96, 97. Which those were such a Air mix. Air the Empire? Air the Empire series, yes. 91. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I so so them till late then. Yeah. Ninety one was like the, I, I I would say the start of the real expansion in that expanded universe Lucasfilm books and publishing stuff. Gotcha. But then when Disney bought it, of course they just said the movies count and everything else doesn't. It's just going to be stories we call legends now. So yeah, with with. Filoni pretty much now that no, now that they've failed on the sequel movies, let's be honest. Filoni uh, <laughs> uh, seemed to have a pathway to recorrect the Star Wars canon timeline. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I feel like they should scrap all prequels and sequels and start it over. Only the OT is canon. I mean, I like the new ones except for the last one. Oof. If the last one didn't happen, those would be. You know, I didn't mind them as movies. Actually, um, they they weren't they weren't too bad at all. Um, as what, just enjoyable what are you movies. About? <laughs> I almost walked out of that J.J. Abrams final one, number nine. The, the I mean, there was parts that I, I'm mad yeah, at. Yeah, I just said that one sucks. Oh yeah, that <laughs> the one. The final one. Whew. They ruined it. Oh man, they I, ruined the whole thing. I I literally almost got out of that thing and just I couldn't do it because there was children next to me and I didn't want to like ruin it for them. But I was just like. This is just awful. <laughs> so, but like I said, having Filoni, the guy who was, you know, the number two when George Lucas was doing the animated Clone Wars stuff, uh, having him like being under George and like, hey, I want to continue this on when you leave. It's like you know the the Master Padawan thing. So, you know, having having Dave Filoni take over and you know him be, getting partnered with John Favreau, who has got more. I guess Hollywood directing live action experience. It's great because, you know, Filoni came from animation, but now that he's in the live action world, 
I feel like he's got the right uh, crew behind him to steer the ship uh, into some new and more good stories. So that's the Star Wars right talk. On. That's my Star Wars talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another thing. I went to a brewery over last weekend, I think. When, anyways, when we had the really nice weather. Um, which, strangely enough, there's axe throwing at this brewery, which seems like a weird thing to do. Like, uh, give everybody lots of cocktails and, and beer and go throw some axes. But we didn't do that. Um, uh, one of the ladies brought a board game called Wits and Wagers, where you somebody reads a card and you, like, wager... Um, or everybody writes down a number. So all the answers have like a, a number associated with them. Like, uh, what percentage of, um, people in the U S are female or something like that. And everybody writes down a number, puts it down. And then everybody wagers on which branches the closest to the correct answer without going over. And then, you know, the answers revealed and you get chips based on that. Um, and if you get the answer exactly correct, then you get three extra chips. Well, one of the questions came up. What year was the Nintendo Entertainment System, the original NES, released in the U.S.? And I'm like, I know this because of our podcast. I know it exactly. 1985. You should have known it just because. Well, I knew it was, yes, in life I knew it was 84 or 85. But because of this podcast, I knew definitely 85. So I put down my answer, and I'm like, you you have two bets. You have two chips that you can put down for betting. And I'm like, okay, double down on myself. I'm getting extra <laughs> chips because I got the right answer and extra chips because I doubled down on myself. And answer comes back out, 1983. And I was like, wait a second. Didn't you say... Ooh, I said, Famicom? I said, wait a second. That's when it was released in Japan. I'm pulling out even more knowledge here. You said US. That's an 85 release. Japan is when it happened in the, or 83. And uh, we looked it up and sure enough, internet says... 85 US release Japan 1983 the game print version of Wits and Wagers you guys are wrong you have an error <laughs> and you cost me that round <laughs> so they need a revision is what you're saying yeah they need they need a revision a 2023 version I of Wits and Wagers I would have not have let that round be lost yeah. <laughs> I would have been like nope I'm proving it right now the game's wrong oh we proved it right there <laughs> using our phones but uh we I would have taken the points <laughs> and punched anybody that disagreed but can we uh talk about how hipster it is that you went to a brewery and brought a game like it wasn't just the game they had around yeah that's true (laughs) you Um, brought your own game (laughs) uh, that's actually not that uncommon (laughs) but no i know that it's hipster as shit (laughs) it also wasn't me we did we did not bring it another couple brought it but i was happy to play it was a fun game well i've just been sitting in my house playing video games you have covid (laughs) No, no, I did have a little stomach thing going on, but uh, I'm all better now. I rolled credits on Starfield. So you're calling it better than people. Main storyline. What now? So you're saying do the main storyline and then no more side quests. You're just done. I mean, there are some fu- some super fun side quests. So basically, all right. So basically, <laughs> you have outer wilds. You have outer worlds. You have no man's sky. You have Starfield, okay? Outer Wilds I have not played. That's an Annapurna game. Outer Worlds is an obsidian RPG about being on different planets, uh, you know, and they're the ones that made Fallout New Vegas. So it's basically Fallout New Vegas in space. Mm -hmm. No Man's Sky is that game that auto-generates the worlds. 
and the game is about exploring, scanning planets, all that jazz, building your base. I replayed it after I played Starfield because a friend of ours said No Man's Skyrim uh, was what Starfield was. And he's partially right. Um, I still, I understand people love it, but I still cannot get into No Man's Sky. I'm not, I don't want to explore and scan animals and plants all day long. I don't want to mine for minerals. Starfield is a mix between No Man's Sky and Outer Worlds, which is why I brought all that up earlier. (laughs) Um, And I stuck to the Outer Worlds part of it. Not scanning things. I didn't scan planets. I made a base, but it was one room, and I was like, this is dumb. I don't want to do this. Uh, it's not my thing. That's a disgrace. Uh, but but the quests and everything are fun. Uh, ending was lackluster. Uh, they, instead of giving you a satisfying ending, they built the ending to include New Game Plus. I think that's uh, not too spoilery. Uh, so basically, the ending flows into New Game Plus. Instead of being satisfying and being good, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like since like 2015, all major tiles have done that. I've started to do that. I'm no? st- I'm stuck on your lame bachelor pad that you made yourself. You just had a room with like a mattress on the floor, no frame or anything like that. No, all right. Like so, when I when I do stuff in Minecraft, I go crazy making my house. Like it's it's see, awesome. I hate doing that. I hate building that stuff. No, I, all right, first of all, first hour of the game, you get put up in a huge mansion. So who cares <laughs> about anything else? Um, everything you need is there. What what was my other points going to be? <laughs> uh, you just so like living in filth? I It wasn't filth. I put a, a room on a planet. I put some stuff in that room and I was like, I'm never coming back to this planet again. <laughs> There's no reason for me to have done this, except for the quest told me to, mm. and I striked that quest off my list. Well, I feel like then it should have made it so that your ship was this huge, like you could add rooms and stuff, and that was your living area. Because why would you come back to that one planet? You you, you kind of can. Uh, but here's also what you reminded me of one of my other points was going to be. Even my ship. I found a cool ship in the game, and then I built a rectangle off the back of it for more storage. <laughs> And that was it. No, it didn't make it look pretty. There was just a huge rectangle off the back. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't care about any of that. Um, You're a function of reform guy. The flying could have been more like No Man's Sky. But, you know, uh, that's the only part that I think should have been more like No Man's Sky. They're definitely different games. And I don't think it's fair to call it No Man's Skyrim. Because, yes, it does some of the No Man's Sky stuff. But it also does... Bethesda stuff so it's and it, it you know it it's a video game it borrows from influences everywhere but anyway I also beat Sea of Stars finally uh great RPG uh I still suggest you guys play that um and then I started on I've been playing a lot of games I started on uh Lies of P getting my ass kicked in that I really suck at Souls likes now I've I've read a little bit about that and people saying that they uh, really like it, and it's not getting um, or not gaining as much popularity as they would have thought right now. But what is like describe it to me? Because I know Souls like, but like what's what's the what's the difference between something like uh, Elden Ring? It is a uh, steampunk, old timey, like European kind of place. Uh, they invented puppets, 
to be like butlers and street crossing guards and stuff like that. There's also a virus spreading through the humans. The puppets go mad and start killing humans. And you're Pinocchio. You save Geppetto. You have some kind of magic in you. You're different. You're the only puppet that can lie. And it's just a really cool world. Uh, I'm at a part where zombies showed up from the people that were having the disease. The petrification, I think, is what it's called. Okay. And and basically, they look like uh, the Last of Us zombies, but more tree than fungus. So I had no idea that this was Pinocchio as the protagonist here, which shows how little I knew about this see, game, I guess. But, um, <laughs> but see, you're doing the thing. The reason this game isn't getting the hype and the the credit it deserves is because you laughed when you said the protagonist is Pinocchio. Well, why can't they reinvent Pinocchio? No, which is totally fine. I, mean, I was, I think the world is cool laughing just because of how little I knew about this game actually, because I had gotcha. Gotcha. no, I thought it was just going to be, you know, steampunk and, uh, like a slightly different spin on the normal, like uh medieval type stuff. Like you get swords and axes and, and armor and stuff like that. And they were going steampunk. So you were going to have like, um, um, like a blunderbuss or, you know, little uh, tinkerer inventions and things like that. Um, I had zero idea that you were going to go to Pinocchio. <laughs> so you even have a robot, you have a robot cricket in a cage that hangs on your hip is, named Gemini. Oh, um, okay. So then what do you, what, what is the armor and what is, what is, the, what are the weapons? Well, you're a robot, so you can upgrade your padding. Because you are you are a puppet, even though the spark of life is within you or whatever. And then the weapons are all just it's broken down. It's uh, handle and blade. You can take any weapon apart and put any pieces together as long as it's a handle and a blade. And they range from I have a little fiery dagger. Uh, it's got some steampunk fire shit in there, uh, all the way up to just a giant fucking uh, monkey wrench with barbed wire wrapped around it. And you can do the giant monkey wrench head on the little dagger handle, and it looks really dumb, and it's not as fun as you would think. (laughs) Well, this actually sounds pretty cool. No, the world is super cool, but I fucking suck, and I am struggling through it, and it makes me mad. Souls Likes should have an easy mode for people that just want to experience the story. Okay, I don't have the patience for delayed dodges and... No button interruption. <laughs> yeah, downloading the move set and then repeating the process. I just it just gives me every time, and I I don't care to don't care to do it. See, there everything moves slower in a Souls like than you want it to. So like I'll hit my swing the sword, and nothing will happen for a second. So I'll hit it again. Then I'm stuck in two goddamn swing animations that I can't dodge or block when the dude hits me, and that's why I die every time. <laughs> And I never dodge just once. I dodge twice because it doesn't happen right away as soon as you hit the button. Oh, and it cues them up? Yeah. And uh, speaking of, I downloaded Party Animals today. Unfortunately, it's only on console for Game Pass. The controls on it are so bad. (laughs) Like, I was disappointing. I was showing my partner. I would hit the control stick down. A literal second would pass before the my character started moving. <laughs> uh, and it sucks because local multiplayer party games are so few and far between. They and they 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 super copied. Uh, I want to look and see if it, they're somehow uh, affiliated with the with Gang Beasts 
because they totally copied it. Like even in the tutorial, you punch someone, headbutt someone, and pick them up and throw them out of a ring. It, it, they just straight up stole Gang Beast and made it a party game. <laughs> I love Gang Beast and made it made it bad, <laughs> which has great controls. Yep. But yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Right. Getting real deep into games that are kicking my ass. Uh, I am struggling though. I'm without a game now. I've been beating too many, and I can't have Liza P as my main go-to. Uh, oh, Payday! We've been playing some Payday whenever it's working. <laughs> I assumed that was going to be the first thing you said, Cartel, was, Goddamn, Payday's not working! I mean, if I paid for the game, I would have be saying that, but I did not pay for the game. It's available on Xbox Game Pass. Woo! So, I'll just let them sort it out, and hopefully there's a good game in there once it's all sorted. Get it sorted! Uh, but, uh, from the looks of it, you know, there's, what, eight missions... Uh, m- multiple difficulties, uh, and there's no microtransactions right now, currently. But you can see that they're coming. It's yeah. it's coming. I mean, that game's that game's built for that. Yeah, it's coming, and the always online model. Hopefully, they reevaluate it and you know decide to not do that. But I can also understand that the reason why they want to do it is you know for the anti cheat stuff. So you know, if you're gonna do that, you gotta you gotta have good servers. So hopefully, they can fix it. Yeah, I. Uh... I was able to do the first mission, was also, which was also the mission available in the beta. And then I attempted to single player the second mission and didn't make it all the way through it. <laughs> the second mission actually has no stealth option. You have to go guns blazing. I don't know if you've written Yeah, you have to run in and kill all those civilians, like, right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The second mission was, like, a big, like, oh, okay, well, all right, I guess... <laughs> That's my I kind of mission. I'm just a bad guy. <laughs> I like it. I guess I'm just doing this. Okay. I don't do stealth. But speaking of guns a-blazing, let's go from uh, the Trogs last week to the Strogs this week in this week's game, Passing You By. Oh, no. Sorry, my uh, pages unloaded. Unloaded. <laughs> um, Quake 2 is a 1997 first-person shooter video game developed by, is it ID or id? I've always said id. Yeah, id. Id Software, published by Activision. Uh, It's a boomer shooter. I picked it. I gave you guys an easy week. I knew you guys had already played it so that you didn't have to do anything. I played it again. I also have been playing. Like, I I downloaded it, played it for the podcast, and then was like, God, I fucking hate boomer shooters. But then as I was running out of my main games, (laughs) I found myself loading it up and just playing a level and actually enjoying it. A good game. It's historic. It's it's the game where a professional player, maybe not Quake 2, maybe it was Quake 1, but a professional player popularized WASD. Yeah, that's true. And I'll say this, though, like Quake 2, there were mods before this, and Doom and Doom 2 were both really good for the modding scene. Like you could download like Bart Simpson and stuff and put it in and, and change the sounds and everything. And it was easy enough that like me as a... like. 11 or 12 year old could mod doom and doom 2 with just a little bit of computer know-how quake 2 though took it to a whole new level like first of all the movement in quake 2 gave you the up and down looking it like full 3d um so it was already way better than uh doom doom and doom 2 um second of all the mods for this um were just insanely ahead of their time they had lmctf um which i think was the first ever ctf mod released um Made it 
totally popularized um, Capture the Flag as just a game type, which is still one of my favorite game types to this day. Um, it had a grappling hook mod um, and turned out to get this huge competition scene. Like I would say like Quake 2 was maybe the start of esports. And then Quake 2 also had Observer, like spectator mode, where people could join the server and see um, multiplayer games ongoing. And then people would put like a shoutcast on top of that. So these were like way before sponsors and everything like that. People were actually putting together uh, Quake 2 events where you could log on, watch a competition live, and have somebody um, shoutcasting the game on top of it, like like announcing the game. Um, just soup like a decade at least ahead of its time. And I'm almost positive the version we played was a updated version. I mean, it would have to be right. I think so. The, it was way smoother. Uh, I mean, yeah, and the, yeah. It's a it's the a cutscenes actually looked great. <laughs> Re- remaster whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely a, a visual yeah. upgrade. Yeah. I didn't actually play this when I was younger. I don't think I was never really into the boomer shooters. Like I played them with people because other people were playing them, but I never. I've never beaten Quake Two. I, I feel like Mike Quake made one. one in college as like a final project with your classmates right uh i did uh it a, wasn't a boomer shooter right um i mean and and to, to a degree to a you degree made a shooter it was you made it was a, shooter. a multiplayer shooter except i wouldn't call it a shooter because we we tried to do a twist on it where you were all like mages and sorcerers um yeah. but there's not really a difference you're the projectiles coming out of your hand. I yes. mean, I mean, I, rem- I remember a friend of ours putting in burning pentagrams just for me because yeah. he was like, "I'm putting those in for you, yeah. cartel." Casting a spell is no different than shooting a gun. It's just more of your screens available. <laughs> but yeah, um, and I wouldn't put it anywhere near the level. We only had three months to do it, so it was no, no. But I'm saying, but that was like this is you definitely see like that. This, this is where your inspiration. Is. Oh yeah, this is this is um, certainly the multiplayer version and the CTF uh, aspect yeah. of it are um, my favorite types of game to play. Um, yeah, I, I I would say the single player of Quake Two is fun, but that's for me. That's not where the fun is. The fun for me is. Um, large you want to get uh, matches, multiplayer yeah. i want to get in matches i want to play multiplayer with this and um yeah lmctf for quake 2 is just like the start of yeah my my obsession with sort of like the esports type stuff so th- so this game has like a lot of hi- historic importance for me uh, yeah i definitely feel like i the reason why i played it is because i hung around with y'all uh when we were in all in school in college because i feel like i would have had to have played this with you guys then think- even if it wasn't I this think one, then it was version, actually, yeah, it wasn't the It might have been Quake 3. Quake 3 is what it but was, But either yeah. way, either way, I still think, like, even before Quake 3, we would have played Quake 2. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm, 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 I, the only reason why I would have touched it is because of you guys. So, yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's, it's got that nostalgia hit for me. But, uh, but yeah, it, that's where it hits. That's where it goes for me. Agreed. I would definitely, if you're into boomer shooters, a new one just came out on Game Pass. What was that one called? Oh, I don't know. Anybody? What? Uh... Like recently, or like within the past few months? Uh, within the past few months. Okay, uh, but it's brand. It's a brand new IP. I feel like the 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 past few years they've got a few resurgence of them since the remake of Doom. I feel like that was the Kickstarter for that. Yeah, uh, Slayers X Terminal Aftermath: Vengeance of the Slayer uh, is a boomer shooter that just came out. That is too long of a title to to say it's a it's a love letter to boomer shooters it's like the, it's the 
same art and everything, uh, like a Duke Nukem type character. Uh, but yeah, it's a boomer shooters are, uh, if you're into that, I would suggest checking this out on game pass. It's a historic title. Do you guys agree? Yes, for sure. Um, check it out. And they did a good job. I mean, it, man, it plays really smooth. It handles widescreen monitors just fine. Um, it, yeah. it renders at all the newest, like super high resolutions, um, runs great. Um, they did a great job updating it, and it's still um, still fun to play, even to this day. Agreed. And that was this week's game. Pass it your mind. Uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, do some news. And we're back. Who wants to go first this week? Uh, anybody? Anybody? I've got three, but two of them should be done back to back. Do it up. Which one? The single or the double? The two that go back to back. Okay. Uh, let me... Lay it on us. So... Come out the gate running. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys have seen this, or at least you've seen this. Um, but... So last week, uh, Unity, the uh, makers of the free game en- let engine... Let me erase my... Uh... <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> um, I know we're probably... I mean, this could, this could easily take a podcast in and of itself just talking about this shit show that just went on this last week Ooh, with Unity. But Yeah. Um, Good God. Just an absolute... Um, trying to pull like a Wizards of the Coast, basically, of going back and modifying the terms of service. But what they did is said that um, they're going to charge... 20 cents per install charge the developer 20 cents per install of their game um not only going forward but retroactively so anytime your game has ever been installed and anytime in the future anytime your game gets installed you as a developer have to pay unity 20 cents per install and of course uh and there was no cap on it either so developers went crazy they started like um, saying our game's not going to be developed on Unity anymore. We're never going to use this engine again. And um, started pushing people towards uh, Cartel's favorite engine, uh, Godot, which they had been waiting for that for a long time. <laughs> He's been waiting <laughs> yeah. for that engine for so long. Um, um, uh, I saw Cult of the Lamb and everything said they were going to take their game off the market. Yeah, um, they were one of the big ones that that said it. And uh, I can't remember who who did it, but. Um, Somebody donated, or not really donated, but um, funded the open source engine Godot plus another one uh, to uh, tune of $100,000, I think. So th- these are normally just open source developers that don't get paid anything, really, and just work on, like, you know, donations from small indie devs or whatever. And they just got, in one week, $100,000 to make, uh, to do more development on their open source engine. So that's pretty cool. So... Unity was really feeling the heat because a lot of big names were saying we're never developing with you again, which is crazy because like what the hell is a contract if when you agree to terms of service, one of the pieces of fine print say that, oh, by the way, <laughs> anything in this we can change in the future. Yeah, that's not a yeah. contract. That's not that's not terms of service. <laughs> that's it's a worthless piece of paper. Yeah. So that hasn't gone away. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they did tell everybody. Um, okay, we're, we're rolling it back. So let me let me get you the, the new link here. Are the, the new terms, they've capped it at 2.5%. So no matter what, we'll never take more than 2.5% of your revenue, which is which is good. But again, can you trust them? Because the fine print's still there. We could change this at any point in the future. Um, <laughs> and they've already burned a lot of the, the trust there with the community. But the second part that I thought was weird, maybe I'm reading it wrong, is 
if they've capped it at two and a half percent, you have a choice. You can say like, I would like to pay you two and a half percent of my revenue, or we can do it based on installs capped at two and a half percent. Why would you never or ever want to not do that second I one? Believe, I believe it is on the developer to monitor their installs and report. It, I saw that, that too, but so if it's capped... if they don't want to spend the money to monitor that, then they might just pay off. But mm. my problem is these developers pay to use the Unity engine, okay? And what they're... What this is charging for is i think it's called runtime yeah uh which just runs their engine uh that's part of your fucking engine dude (laughs) if your engine doesn't work without runtime guess what runtime's part of your engine you've already been paid for it and they initially people were like for just every install like somebody could just Mm -hmm. download the game install it uninstall it install it uninstall it install it so they had to walk that. They back walked first. that back as well, but yeah, that's how it was uh, worded originally. So like, people were saying instead of review bombs, they could just install bomb, and then all of a sudden, our developer would owe tons of money, and they could just bankrupt people. Yeah. So it was ridiculous. And not only that, they said like uh, games that are distributed through storefronts that the storefront would pay for them, and everybody just laughed at like that. Like, really, <laughs> you you think that Microsoft is going to pay you for every single time somebody downloads a game from? from uh, game pass like you're gonna take on microsoft (laughs) yeah so yeah right they had to walk it back and now they're just basically begging for the community to trust them again it was i mean there was nothing if it if your engine needs it to run it is part of your engine (laughs) it's so aggravating but yeah so unity sucks they're gonna go bankrupt now (laughs) it's gonna be very hard for them to uh win back over the community and i mean yeah 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 yeah. The, they, and they did say, although it's still just a promise, that you can choose, uh, if you use one of the older versions of Unity, as long as you don't upgrade, that you're not tied to their new terms of service. But if you if you upgrade Unity, as soon as you upgrade Unity, you've agreed to the new terms of service and the contract changes out from under you. And then the new contract <laughs> also has that, we may change this in the future. Ridiculous. So. I just feel everyone's jumping, going to jump ship now and just, just yeah. not go, just not stick with that. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It must it must be like a good engine. A lot of indie developers use it. It's it's super easy. I mean, I won't say that I've ever like developed a full fledged game with it, but I've done some prototypes with it, and it, it is easy. But um, I didn't find it too much harder to use uh, Unreal to do the same thing. So I, I think if you were okay with Unity, you'd be fine with Unreal too. They're both very similar. Everybody switched to Unreal. <laughs> let's or Godot. Let's make, it's good to have options. So. Let's make Fortnite bigger than it already is. <laughs> Every game is Fortnite. All right. Uh, I'm going to jump in here so that my story doesn't get stolen. <laughs> uh, good news for us, if we could ever get a game night going, Sea of Thieves is adding PvE servers called Safer Seas. As so we, we suck. can finally learn how to play <laughs> Sea of Thieves without getting <laughs> murdered by a bunch of people, guys. <laughs> I feel like there's a good game in there somewhere. We just don't know how yeah. to do the quests yet, and every single time we embark on a quest, we get murdered. On the we do we get murdered, or do we do we decide like, hey, you know what, we should take this on? Well, a little bit, oh, of yeah, both. kind of both. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, there were definitely a few times where like we did something, and then like some people were like, hey, we'll help you out, no problem. And then there were other times where like 
oh man, they they shot at us. We should shoot back, and we did, and then we just got te- just wrecked. <laughs> but no more. There are now PVE servers. <laughs> We're pirates, though. We can't just sit there and take a cannonball to our ship and not do anything in retaliation. <laughs> what kind of pirates will we be? <laughs> Oh. Timid pirates? Do we have enough wood <laughs> to, to repair the ship? <laughs> that, that that was some fun nights, though. Okay. Yeah, if we could ever get together again. I feel like also back on the table. We've 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 uh, had a few years to like kind of process what we got to do, you know, as far as like the quest questing goes and like using the map. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the map is okay, but there were some of those larger quests that said that it took like two hours that. We didn't even make it past the first little thing. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> the the little fetch quests and the little like discover a tr- uh, uh, chests hidden somewhere on the island, those are easy. <laughs> I'm talking about the big major quests. We didn't do a single one of those. It's very true. Yeah, I think we got to the second step of one, and that's because people showed up and helped us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cartel, you got a story for us? You guys see this uh, Elon Musk? Uh... He uh, brought a gun to his uh, his well his then partner's recording session, asking for a cameo in Cyberpunk. I did not see this. I did see that. Yeah. Uh, so his girlfriend at the time, Grimes, uh, the one of his the mother of one of his eleven children or three of his eleven children, uh, yeah, brought an old school pistol to the recording session and demanded he have a, a cameo. <laughs> did he get one? I didn't get that far. <laughs> he didn't really dude has 11 children that's yeah that that was also like wait what what the there is no npc based upon elon musk okay good i just hate his fucking face oh wait More no he him. does have a small cameo he does have a very punchable face i just read that he doesn't no I... from the cd project red people oh maybe maybe he doesn't but apparently he's a background character in something is this Basic looking white guy, a different basic looking white guy. Get out of here with that. He's not in it. Yeah. <laughs> the CD Project Red people said no. <laughs> He's not in I'm it. I'm just saying the article says, <laughs> yeah. The, car, uh, the article points no, to that article, so that's why I included it. All right, Michael. All right, Michael. This one took me by surprise. I had no idea that uh, Gearbox wasn't doing that great. So. Um, Developer Gearbox Studios is reportedly up for sale. Um, their parent company, Embracer, is looking for buyers. They did not say who uh, the interested parties were, uh, who's interested in buying the studio, but yeah, this took me by, by surprise. I thought Borderlands and Tiny Tina were all did well for them. Borderlands enough so that they did three plus some spin-offs, and didn't they do some other games? I'm trying to remember. You did they did some Telltale games, which I'm sure they they didn't actually make, but I'm sure they got money for because Borderlands is their property. Yeah. You just didn't buy enough Tiny Tina copies, Mike. That's on you. I, this whole thing is on you. I guess so. I could have saved them single-handedly by yep. doing something. I mean, I bought all the DLC, too. I bought the, the regular game plus the DLC. So <laughs> I did my part, I feel like. I was just, I was just looking up to see. I think uh, Embracer's been selling off studios... More than just Gearbox, but the the Volition, so. Volition, uh, they closed Volition, the the makers of uh, Saints Row. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Uh, just recently, like maybe this isn't like That's Gearbox's fault, but it's Embracer's fault. Like maybe maybe Embracer isn't doing well managing all their studios, and they well, apparently it was a two billion dollar deal with the Saudi government 
fell through. With who for with what? The Bracer, with the Bracer and Savvy Games Group is earlier this year, Embracer announced it would start to close studios and cancel games as a $2 billion deal with Savvy government funded company Savvy Games Group fell through. Mm. So, gotcha. So, Saudi yeah, had its own actual news. Saudi, Saudi government had a game studio development and they were, I guess, going to make a deal with Embracer, but that fell through. So, that would have just been money, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, huh. Well, I really enjoyed um, Borderlands and Tiny Tina. I feel like whoever scoops them up is has, is getting some good IP. And I and I, and I think just the the games like the the um, the writing for the games and the the voice acting like the art direction really good in all of them. So I'd hate to see that go to waste and not ever um, get another one. Yeah, I, I very much enjoyed the Borderlands trilogy. Well, I guess there's more than that now. I I never could get into it. I don't know what it is, but the art makes me mad. <laughs> I don't like the comic book style. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I know, I know. Everybody else loves in the world. Everyone in the world loves them. I, don't, I, I could never get into them. It's not. It's not my favorite. I but I did get used to it. And it like I have nothing against it. It's fine. And I do like that the uh, the colors are like very contrasting. It helps me see things. Uh, I do prefer realistic over it but i've got no problem with it yeah my, the first one i ever played was borderlands 3 and i like hopped in that world and by the end of it i was like dang this was good so yeah right on right on well i got one more story it's kind of it's kind of like two stories in one but it's only because i found the second story first uh <laughs> apparently in japan they have a uh what is it what is the word i'm looking for here an exhibition called Famicase and 2023, a bunch of artists made covers or made Famicom cartridges for, you know, just art. Mm -hmm. Well, after this, a bunch of developers took the art and started developing games for the (laughs) Famicom (laughs) using the fake titles and everything. Uh, So there's a, uh, I just linked you to a cool sloth game. (laughs) So yeah, I just thought it was cool that, first of all, they are making art on old Famicom cartridges. I fucking love that. But then developers were like, fuck yeah, I'll make that game. <laughs> I like the slippery one. A rhythm dexterity game of button mashing while monitoring vitals and reaching for that high score. Slurp the longest. <laughs> <laughs> you have to see how much, how much uh, you can slurp in your mouth, noodles. how much noodles you can slurp into your mouth <laughs> while maintaining your vitals. You got to breathe around them noodles, yep. man. <laughs> There might be some salt intake that you need to like make sure. <laughs> Got to drink some water. I might need some noodles soon. It, that, that fucking art makes me want noodles. It really does. I mean, <laughs> my birthday's in like like ten days, so I'm like, oh, let's let's, let's go hot potting. Somebody just dropped their birthday on us. Like, he wants us to do something about it. Oh, not you guys. I'm talking about the people I know. <laughs> I literally like talked to the boss man today. I was like, "Hey man, uh, we got anything? No, oh, cool. All right, well then let's uh, let's keep it away." And so I looked in the calendar to, after that. I said that, and it, it says blacked out. <laughs> well, I have one more thing for you guys. Then speaking of Nintendo, which I forgot about until just now, you reminded me with this Nintendo thing, and that no. is Trombone Champ is four player multiplayer on the Switch. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> which could make for some pretty funny streams. <laughs> yeah i expect you to have it when i come to your house next <laughs> yeah 
You have anything else, Cartel? I got. I got. A, I guess I also have a two for one here. So oh, shit. first of all, it's a two for one day. It's a, well, they overlap. So first of all, Megan Fox is getting roasted over her portrayal in Mortal Kombat One. Which, is it really her fault though? Yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, it looks but, like Megan Fox there. Yeah, but uh, I think they're just saying that uh, her performance is lifeless, and yeah. But then there's also the uh, <laughs> the Nintendo Switch version, Switch version that's seventy dollars <laughs> and has no facial expressions, bug eyes, and <laughs> completely buggy. Uh, I was considering purchasing the Nintendo Switch version this week because I had to work all week, and since I was sick, I was like, well, I could play it on on the Switch. And then I saw the review for it, Boy. and then I saw the uh, this article, and oh man, all the comparisons and videos from the article just made me go, you know what? That's rough. Maybe I don't need it on the Switch. <laughs> Not at all. But I did hear it is probably the best Mortal Kombat game ever, and probably the best one for people who play solo, because it's got... Uh, the new mode, the invasion mode, which is basically just a game board, a game game board RPG. Is that, is that right? Does that sound right? Tabletop. Yeah, we're like there's four or five different worlds, and then you just go through battling and uh, equip your gear and team or whatever, and then just go through defeating enemies through the world. I don't know. I'll it, wait till next year when it comes on Game Pass. It was it was interesting enough to me to, for me to go. I will wait for a sale, <laughs> a deep discount sale, since I'm the only one who's going to play it. But uh, but yeah, that's my uh, two for one of uh, Mortal Kombat One. looks looks fantastic. Yeah. It looks great. I want to play it. Can't wait to play it. But I'm gonna wait for it to come at least half off. Can't wait, but I'm gonna wait. Oh, I'm I'm very eager to play, but not at seventy dollars. <laughs> no, no, I hear you. I hear you. Not at seventy dollars. That's if, if, if y'all were into fighting games as well, maybe. But since I, it's just me, no. Yeah, no. Meet me in Payday Three. <laughs> That's we fine. If that. we can, if we ever, uh, <laughs> if we both can log in and find each other in the in the matchmaking. <laughs> you know, I feel bad. This morning, it gave me the option to join one of your games, but you said no. I I wasn't to the point. He was at a further mission than I had uh, gotten uh, yet, uh, <laughs> and I didn't want to skip shit. So I said no. <laughs> he didn't want to play with you, cartel. That's fine. I was. I'm pretty sure I was playing with randos. Yeah, that's fine, but. Apparently you had at least one piece uh, uh, NPC in there because it said I could join. But all right, well that's it for us this week. Um, next week we have another mini episode with some exciting news for Spooky Month. Woo! Uh, we are the Italians. I'm Johnny. I'm Cartel. I'm Mike. And we just wasted your time. Spooktoberfest. Follow us at the tie-ins on all social media. Join our Discord, the link to which can be found on all said social media. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash the tie-ins. And please remember to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. It helps connect us to more listeners like you. Well, not like you. Better, cooler listeners.